Welcome to Shelf Matters. I'm Jamie McCowan, CEO of Caval, and today we are featuring Dr. Anita Dewey. Anita is a lecturer in information studies at CSU. She's overseeing the workplace learning subjects. Anita, tell us about your background and what led you to where you are today. Good morning. So uh, <laughs> it's nice to be here. <laughs> um, yes, I am a CSU um, lecturer in information studies now, but before that, my background is um, actually I was a practitioner in academic libraries, so a couple of academic libraries across some 12 years or so. I started at Monash and then La Trobe. Our neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I first met you at La Trobe yeah. and then yeah. I ran into you at IFLA in yes. Rotterdam Fine the enough. very first morning. <laughs> yes. um, and the first thing, I don't know if you remember, you asked me, is Caval doing student placements again after COVID? Yeah. Do you remember this? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Um, and I confirmed we were just starting to get back into it because it was a bit confronting when we were asked. And um, But we did have a good experience earlier this year when we started to get back into things. Yeah, that's good to hear. You were still carrying around your poster because you hadn't... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was carrying around posters yeah, that morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, and IFLA is a great place to get an international perspective on so, what's happening. So mm -hmm. I would love to hear about the poster, more yeah. detail about it, and um, how it was received at IFLA. So I have the poster here, yeah. actually. <laughs> the poster is actually about on my research about um, placement, library placement particularly, so very relevant to our conversation about um, yeah. Koval um, taking placement students. I'm looking at library placement um, as an enabler, as I put it in the title, as an enabler for libraries and librarians in building a sustainable future. Um, it's really speaking to the relevance of, um, I guess, our graduates or our future graduates in coming into the workplace, um, real life workplaces. And I'm looking at it um, from four different perspectives. So from our perspective in the university who provide the education, for um, future librarians, but also you, for example, as, um, as a host, it's the industry, what's your expectation of our graduates um, and what's your expectation of our placement students coming your way. Um, so it's not a big surprise as well for everyone, but also from the perspective of the students themselves, of yes. course. And plus one more accrediting body. You, in your study, you went into the, all those perspectives. Yeah. And did you find an ideal or the outcome was a recommendation? Um, yes, but this is like, a, it's actually a preliminary, uh, preliminary finding that I shared on my poster. Okay. Because it's part of my second PhD. So at the moment, I'm pursuing my second PhD. Ah. Um, yeah, and my research interest is really on the big umbrella of linking curriculum with workplace. Okay. So that's, that's part of it, I guess, um, in the bigger picture. Um, it's quite interesting finding that I found um, to date, but it's an ongoing uh, project. And what's happening internationally in this space? Did, you, did others at IFLA? Yes, they did uh, visit my poster. To be honest, I was a minority, right? Um, because workplace learning, work integrated learning is often seen as something separate from librarianship. Okay. Yes, it's librarianship, it's LIS education. They're connected, but then work integrated learning is seen as something else. Okay. So what I'm doing through that poster was marrying the two, I guess. Yeah. And that 
got quite um, quite a number of interests um, on site. Yeah, did you meet people that want to stay connected through yes. your work? Particularly the ILS, um, Library and Information Studies educators from Northern um, Hemisphere. Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's a very different perspective, I guess, from yeah. where we are. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, that um, uh, librarians, for example, and because my background is in academic libraries, academ uh, librarians in academic libraries from other countries, they are academics. Yes, right. I've heard this. Yes. yes, whereas for us in Australia, that's not the case now. Mm. So you know, it's it does give a different flavor. So they're very interested in that conversation. Imagine. So Caval is the host organization for yeah. these types of placements, and we have seen benefits from the placement process. So yeah. usually students come in and they bring a level of enthusiasm that's a bit oh, yeah. contagious. Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it often connects us with future potential employees. Yeah which is a good benefit. And our, our staff generally love sharing their knowledge. So I think those are the good things. But we are also faced with challenges, mm -hmm. thinking how do we fit this in? Mm -hmm. Is what we're providing the student the right experience? Mm -hmm. um, do you have recommendations for host organizations to manage those challenges? Well, I guess just because from my perspective as the educator, um, when we send placement students out there, we want them to experience the real journey so just do as you do. Okay. <laughs> and um, don't, I guess, yes, it does take an effort to supervise and, um, you know, rather than say it as a burden or as an additional workload, I suppose, because I have been, as I mentioned before, a practitioner before and yeah. in my capacity as, for example, managers or leaders, um, what was the title, coordinators as well, and a couple of uh, academic libraries, I did look after that's the word, or supervise um, um, placement students, I don't change the way I operate. And I think students get that learning from that experience and it does not add something extra for you guys as a, well, at, le at the minimum, you know, yeah. as, as minimum as possible. Um, and that's, that's part of the, um, the conversation that I had when I interviewed some people and the, hence the poster was that host sometimes they think, oh, well, it's, it's a burden, it's time management issue and all that. But when I dig further, it's more because then they think they have to make something extra, yeah. which is not always the case. That's not what the student ex um, expect. Yeah. So in a way, they're overthinking the whole placement. They're being too nice. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they're being too nice. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of them say, oh, I want to give back to give back to the profession, yes. which is really awesome. That leads me to the next question because uh, we were asked recently too for an online placement. Yes, yeah. and um, that for us would be a different, different than what we've normally done. So um, with the increased movement to online and working from home, um, ha have library placements moved toward a more online direction? I guess the requests come from my our observation as well about what's happening out there in the workplace. Again, this is about linking what, what we've taught in classrooms. Well, yeah. classrooms, if it's virtual, because at CSU, for example, the program is fully online, with yes. workplace. And as I understand it, workplaces are now more into hybrid mode. Mm -hmm. And that's the real workplace atmosphere or situation that our graduates will face when, but as they you know, as they finish their study and apply for mm. jobs and all that. 
So um, hosting it that way, hosting placement students that way, is really the relevant uh, practice, I suppose. Very recently, not from Kapal, but I've had a, I've had a question both from the student, a student and a host organization who's agreed to host my student, for example. Um, ask, is it okay if when working from home, when it's time to work from home on, the, on those days, I don't um, like keep an eye on the student all the time. So I'm yeah. not expecting you to, to keep an eye on the student. Yeah. I think I trust my student enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, you know, that's part of the practice. And they have to be responsible for that. Hence, at the end of the day, they have to provide placement report to us, but also to review what has happened um, during placement with their host supervisor. And in the midst way, I usually send them um, check-in emails, actually placement check-in emails, just to see how things are. And then if, if there are difficulties and things like that, then we will have organized a meeting. Okay. Otherwise, yeah. everything goes well, everything goes well. Yeah, I felt like when we were looking into it, we did get some like specific advice on this is how you can manage the supervision. And I think it didn't work out this time, but you know, we would be open to it again. It's anything new, you just have to look at how yeah, it's going yeah, to work yeah. and have a plan, so. I mean, I do understand the host organizations um, are also, in a way, are also transitioning. Yes. Like, and, and we're all learning this, yes. right? My next question is more about the accrediting bodies because um, that's part of the, one of the stakeholders within your poster. And how do you see they fit into this landscape? Um, well, we, as a course, courses in Australia, um, there are three universities yeah. providing the, um, the um, education program for librarianship, for example, and or information studies in this case. We're accredited every five years. Um, I myself have not been involved in that because I recently just started this role, as I said before. Yeah. In my capacity as well, um, I do work closely with our course director and, um, and have conversation with, um, with the accrediting body um, around um, the practices, including the three days two days working okay. outside, yeah. And um, it's an accepted um, practice, I guess. Okay. When we employ new graduates, I would say, mm -hmm. we do think there is a gap sometimes between what they are taught and what we need them to do at Caval. So there's always a level of training. Um, yeah. yeah, and I just wanna know, do you think that there's this gap between theoretical knowledge and practical experience for aspiring librarians? Yes, there is, there is um, a gap. Yes. I, I'm not going to say no, because if I say no, I'll be lying. <laughs> but yeah. um, that's exactly where I'm coming from with my research. Perfect. I want to see the link between curriculum and making sure that the graduates are relevant with their okay. skills and knowledge. Knowledge-wise, it's probably, you know, um, yes, it's, we, we need to keep revi reviewing and revising our contents, which we've been doing. We're in constant conversation about that. That's why uh, we, we want to make um, our students or our graduates relevant to the industry. But um, the, the way to make that happen, how we can make that happen is having constant conversation as well with industry. My background is academic library, but the sector is not just academic libraries, mm -hmm. right? We've, we have Kafal, yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> and then we have public libraries. We have all sorts of, um, yeah. you know, um, organizations. There are transferable skills though that I have, I have to say that students by going on placement and by doing you know tasks and um, assessment tasks I suppose that we assign students in class 
should enable them to translate that when they come into workplace. Mm -hmm. And the learning how to translate that is through placement, ideally, right? Um, that is usually, and I'm, I'm backed by a few <laughs> research results as well, uh, elsewhere as well, is that the problem is usually not because they don't have the skills, it's because they don't automatically know how to translate these transferable right. skills. Right. Um, a lot of, a lot of uh, people use the word soft skills. I, I'm not a big fan of the term okay. soft skill. I think they are essential skills okay. that students know they have it. They know they have it, but they don't know how to <laughs> translate that and make that happen. Is it a confidence thing sometimes as well? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, um, part of it is probably, you know, as w when I talk to students, um, I always say, look, you have to behave in a professional manner. You have to be, um, you know, uh, strategic. Yes, you learn as much as you can, but basically, you know, the, the politeness strategy and all that. Part of it is because, I hope it's not because I'm saying that too much to my student so that they come to you not confident enough. But um, um, I think they do have, they do have um, sometimes difficulty with, with confidence, particularly with communicating to people okay. um, in the workplace. Because one of the, one of the outcomes, for example, and this is not just my students, these are students across Australia that I interviewed for the poster, for example. Um, when I asked how do you feel, you know, um, when you do placement, now I feel comfortable being surrounded by professionals. Okay. So that indicates that before they go on placement, they they don't know what they don't know, and it's you know it's hard when you don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. I think yeah, when they come to Caval, they don't know exactly what to expect, mm -hmm. and we definitely see, mm. you know, a level of. Um, increased engagement, I would say, by the end, where they were there and they're absolutely fascinated sometimes by what we do because, yeah. you know, they might not know. <laughs> Look, the, the label or the title of organization does not necessarily reflect no. what's in it. Take academic libraries again, you yeah. know, that's my, my experience. When they come to academic libraries, often the, the um, assumption is, um, okay, e-resources yes. for collection and then librarians who sit outside um, at the front line, okay, yeah. you know, welcoming <laughs> students coming, or, or you know, mm. users, library users coming and ask questions, not realizing that there is a significant portion of teaching and learning going yes. on by librarians, for example, and then when they come in, they thought, oh my God, this is part of the profession, this is fun, some of them yeah. say that, but I also had a student who, came across that and said, I did not know such thing. And now I am experiencing this and I, that makes up, I, I now make up my mind that this is not something that I want to do and that's fine. Right. And I mean, you know, that's yeah. part of the, the, the workplace learning, I yeah. suppose. We had that with our last placements where they felt like they didn't think they liked cataloging <laughs> until mm. they actually came in and did they it. Do. Yeah, and they were like, this is actually, quite interesting for me. Um, one of my, the students that I interviewed, well, not a student anymore, because she's working somewhere else, and I don't have to say where she is now. <laughs> she, she did say that she um, did a placement with you guys at Koval, and actually um, get to the next stage was um, 
get a secure an employment with you because she yeah. enjoyed it so much that is ideal for us as well like because you know when a, when a student comes in and you can see you know what they're capable of in a short period of time and generally the type of work that we do you know if it clicks with a person yeah. you know they can do it yeah. and so i actually think um, i think it's um that's one of the benefits funny enough the um one of the hosts um, host organization when I interviewed them they say check before you buy (laughs) (laughs) and I think you know that's that's also that's an additional perspective to it absolutely (laughs) some of our most recent student placements restored our faith in the process because I think we were a bit apprehensive after COVID about starting (laughs) with student placements I think just with everything right but it it went really well Um, and that is a success story of the student that was employed by Caval. But um, not only that, um, we do have a um, few students actually who then end up securing an employment. Mm-hmm. Um, but almost every single one, um, the host organization, I, I consider this as a success story from the, edu- from the lecturer's perspective, is that um, the host organizations offer students to become a referee yeah. when they I think that's a big thing. That says a lot. Yes, that does, because that you, that's not something you can take lightly. No, no. I mean, if, if someone asked me to be a referee, I would say yes, if I know the person really well and, and work quality-wise, right? Yeah. And a lot to say yes. <laughs> about yes. the person. Yes. So I think that's, that's, that says a lot. Do you have any advice for aspiring librarians who are considering undertaking a course that would require a professional placement? Um, yes. And um, I've, I've had questions, again, in my very limited time as the workplace learning subject coordinator um, at CSU. I've received um, a f- quite a few emails coming from um, very early students, not, not students who have not yet um, enrolled in the, sub- in the course, but they're already enrolled, but very early in stage. So quite further away from workplace um, learning or placement specifically. Um, they ask, oh, if I can get a credit or, um, you know, um, mm. I can uh, appeal for, uh, you know, what would they call it, RPL before, you know, so, so I don't need to do placement. And normally what I would come back to them is that I understand there are, there are consequences, particularly financial consequences because um, our placement is unpaid placement, yeah. for example, right? Um, but please weigh up whether uh, what you will get within the two weeks block or 10 working days block for CSU. It's, I know it's slightly different for, for other universities. Mm-hmm. Um, um, is it worth it for your future career? Where do you want to go after okay. this? Because quite for, for CSU's uh, case, quite a lot of um, our students are already either working in the sector or um, changing career. Yes. from something else <laughs> you probably noticed that yes. as well yeah so um, placement is not about just the hours adding the hours to your course but really investigating what's in the sector for you mm. although at some point then um, you know there, there are a few who say yeah but I'm already at the managerial level <laughs> um, wow. in the sector and I want to do this study because I need it for my you know future career then that's something else, you know, when you're already in the leadership yes. for some times and you work in the sector for quite a while. I mean, that's how I did my 
um, master's degree for apprenticeship, for example. Okay. Um, I do understand that they, they need to keep going. With the uh, host organizations, is that mainly academic and public libraries? No. No. Um, we have a variety okay. of them. And um, this is exactly what I've been saying to the students. Look, don't just look at the institution that it has a title, library, or, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, but look deeper. Okay. What's their mission? This is a really like a job-seeking um, journey, okay. right? And, and that's why part of the self-placement, I guess, um, uh, background is so that, that they get the full journey. Right? Do investigation, do research, what they do, does the vision and um, mission and area of operation of this institution, this organization is in line with what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Because um, at the end of the day, before they reach out, they have to provide me with three professional goals okay. that they want to achieve within okay. that placement period. Um, and when they do that, what they see is not just the organization as a whole, but people who work in the organization who can supervise them because the, the requirement is for them to be supervised by qualified information professionals. We do have museums, for example, that has library in it. We have um, um, archival society. It's, it's interesting that the, the, the type of organization. So we, yeah, we do have, of course, libraries, public libraries, academic libraries, but we also have, yeah, well, Kapal yeah. is one of them. Um, state libraries is yeah. another. Um, hospital yes. libraries, yes. you know. So uh, it's, it's nothing standard if you like. Okay. Yeah. And can the host organization um, sort of advertise that they're open to this open to the student placement if there's someone out there that isn't receiving yes. these offers, I guess, or? Yes, yes, okay. um, quite a number of them. Well, um, the one that is more specialized, I guess, mm -hmm. um, they tend to contact me or contact okay. us. The more gen general probably have, some of them have a page, a web page where students can sign up. Okay. Yeah, and because our placement, um, is a self-placement arrangement at CSU, so students do hunt for these mm -hmm. places themselves. I wonder if there's anything else you want to add that we should know, that we should be considering. I guess we sh and this applies to me as well. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess we need to not have assumption yes. <laughs> over each other and start the conversation really, you know, having it quite intensive, I guess. Um, across the different roles that we play. Um, I am also open to students' suggestions. Okay. So um, sometimes they say, hey, um, I'm very remote. I'm somewhere that I can't, you know, I can't travel. Yes. There is only one library. Yes. <laughs> in my area, and hence the virtual placement is an option. And that's where conversation between the student and myself and, um, or, well, not myself, but anyone who is coordinating workplace learning at the university mm. uh, program um, with industry is really, really key to that. Okay. Sometimes, um, and I, I, I can only say this because I was in the industry myself, right? Yeah, yeah. I was so hesitant to reach out to the, the schools yeah. and say, oh, I wonder if they take it as, um, you know, as a positive thing if we 
give them feedback or we say, hey, we would like to run placement, but we want it project-based, for example. Okay. As simple as that, uh, when I was in the practitioner role, I felt like, oh, should I do that or should I not do that? You know, yeah. there is that hesitance. I guess that needs to go away and we talk more, have yeah. conversation more. And that way we keep the students going to placement that is relevant and hence the profession stays relevant. Is there a best time to contact um, when, when students are planning the placement or does it happen throughout the year? Um, well, CSU, it happens throughout the year. So what happens is we do have, well, for Bachelor and Master of Information Studies program, mm -hmm. we have one subject that is a session long. We don't call it semester, but we call it session. Yeah. That is a session long, just planning for placement. So this is when students reach out to you guys and okay. um, um, you know organizing, negotiating placements and all that. And then the next session is when they go on placement. We do also have Master of Education teacher librarianship. Okay. So in a similar way, but then it's a whole year, I suppose, or two session subject that composed of um, um, placement and before that, study visit. Not okay. every student has to do study visit. Quite a number of students who do um, study visits, be it physical study visit or virtual study visits, um, they end up pursuing placement <laughs> at the at the organization. Yeah, because then they have the background. Are study visits happening as they were? Yes. Okay. We are planning to do um, two Sydney study visits, okay. two Melbourne study visits, a Canberra and a Brisbane. They're all physical study visits, but okay. there are also virtual study visits. What does a virtual study visit look like? We usually have multiple um, hosts, an hour long um, uh, talk from the host. And then, um, because again, it's a subject. Okay. So yeah. student will have access to learning management system where the professional, the host, um, answer questions okay. there so yeah that's like a package and uh, each student who do decide to go on virtual study visits rather than the physical study visit they have to attend at least three okay. but then there, each session we provide eight talks from eight different people across different um wow yeah yeah <laughs> and they can watch the recording yes yeah, yeah. and reflect on that of course well, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. It's an irrelevant topic that we're very invested in, and I think other people are as well. Ensuring the relevance of the profession. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.